Okay, we're live. <laughs> Hello. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Gut Reno Girl podcast. Um, This is Jacqueline, and I have with me today Gail Davis of Gail Davis Designs. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Um, My pleasure. Gail, I feel like you're my newest, but also it feels like my oldest design bestie. So (laughs) I know, right? Yes, we have some pretty in-depth, wonderful discussions. But today, Gail is going to be talking to us about her renovation experience, renovation nightmares, renovation Mm. learnings, all Mm. things reno, from an interior designer's perspective, because I think that's important. Um, So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do and why you're so cool? Well, what do I do? So (laughs) my name is Gail Davis. I am an interior designer. Um, I started... uh, Gosh, I want to say maybe in two, 2006, is that when the downturn happened? I was 2008 like, was the crash. Okay, but. so yeah. So I started in six, very slowly. Um, it started all because I did, I had a renovation in my home when we moved in. Mm-hmm. And just watching like all these men take over and, you know, the contractor, he's like, you want this, you want that. And it was like mm-hmm. really basic generic stuff. And it was like, you know, go to Home Depot for this, go here, yeah. go there. And and um, I just didn't like how it was handled, mm, Okay, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, and so, yeah. And so I decided I was in the fashion industry and I worked for uh, the president of Off Fifth, which is Saks Fifth Avenue. She was, a, a, was it a regional director for Saks Fifth Avenue, mm. got promoted, promoted, and then became the president of Off Fifth. And Damn. I'll be honest, it was like the Devil Wears product for me. <laughs> Um, literally waking up every morning on the edge of my bed in tears, just oh, going, no. this is not supposed to be <laughs> And so I would tease my husband and all of a sudden I would come home every day and go, oh, I quit. by the way, I quit. Oh my you God. know, and he would be like, what? Yeah. And then one day I came home and I was like, oh no, today it, I really did. <laughs> yeah. Like I just had had enough. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Cause all I wanted to do was. I saw this plaque that she had and it said, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And at the Mm. time, failure was such a big thing for me. Like it crippled me. Like I just, I could not fail. Like you always had to be amazing. And so um, it just seemed like to take the energy from under it. And I was like, oh, I go back to school for design. And right then and there, I was like Googling, you know, went on the website, the web, Mm -hmm. internet, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, oh design and I worked with the visual people and they're like oh yeah New York School of Interior Design I was like what's what's well what's that Mm. and they were talking about it I was like you know what I'm gonna go back to school and so I said hey do you mind I spoke to my boss if I just one day a week if I left at five Mm because an hour you know it's like normal normal, yeah Yeah, not like you know (laughs) seven to seven or seven to nine and she's like well you didn't have time to go back to to get an education she was like you should have went to college um, you should have thought about college and got it all out of your system when you were younger. And I was like, Thanks. Got it out of your system. Yeah. You got school like, out of your system. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> I, if you ever stop being educated, that means you're dead. Right. Looking for education. Mm-hmm. But to me, too, I thought, like, who are you to tell me no? Right. Like, I can't go on. So, That's wild. Oh, girl. I was like, <laughs> hey, the, you know, the black girl. I mean, oh, <laughs> I was like. So I I quit and um it was funny because she's like, Oh, you just bought a house, how are you been afford it? And mm-hmm. I was like, We paid cash, yeah. you know, like you're not gonna sit here and tell me no. So right. I gave my notice, I gave them a month to find somebody, and 
And that here was you like are. June or something. And yeah, and then yeah. I went back to school. And it was That's one awesome. course. And then, you know, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, interior design, we know, is not easy. Probably the hardest career I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> so. like, I don't know why HGTV does such a disservice. And it was amazing because out of the 12 women that I started with, only two of us lasted to the mm. end of the project because yeah, a lot of them like, I didn't sign up for this because right. it's everything but the pretty stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's building and building systems and knowing, right. you know, what you need to have behind the walls. Like everybody yeah. thinks design is the pretty stuff, you know, the fabric and yes. oh, the lighting. Yeah. You need to know about the lighting sure. and everything else. So, so tell me, cause, uh, so just before we started, you told me that you got into interior design because of your reno, and I didn't actually know that. So tell me about your perspective from um, an interior designer um, after going through school, like what you thought of the renovation process before and what you felt and thought of the renovation process after going through <laughs> schooling. Like what did you see maybe oh. were like the major issues that were totally just like something that was a red flag for you that maybe you didn't notice until after you budget, went to school. Budget, number one. Mm, yeah. Budget. Um, because <laughs> like you blowing the in, budget or having oh, a budget that I doesn't make budgets. any sense? That's, that's my middle name, blow budget. Gail, <laughs> blow budget. Save it. Save this. It really feels that way. I did it at my wedding, everything. So you people are so unaware mm -hmm. of how much things really cost. Right. Because you just go up and down the aisle at Home Depot, Lowe's, or wherever, and you see tile and you go, oh, well, I only need this. What you don't take into account is, yeah, this may be your number here, but once you start gutting and opening up the walls, it becomes a whole, your budget can be blown. Right. Because there can be mold, there can be rot, there can be... Oh my God, there was no insulation. Oh my God, there was no, like, the electrical is from, you know, 1920, right. and here we are. In so, is that an issue that you had in your reno where you guys were Everything. maybe, oh, okay. Or did you start with a gut renovation or did you start no, with no, like no. a small project and it we exploded? Started small, we started with a small um, renovation for our master bath because every time we took a shower, it was like we took a bath. So, clearly, the plumbing, oh, yeah, God. was jacked up. Yeah. So, that's when we realized, like, the plumbing had not been updated since, I'm not even kidding you, probably like 1940. Was it cast iron plumbing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there was aye, a lot aye, aye. of drama with that. Yeah. And then- Did um, it like leak into other walls or you no, just ended it, up replumbing the whole- Replumbing. House. Holy so what God. happened was anytime you took a shower or you were washing your face in the sink, it would just build up and back up. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's not good. So when we- finally did you know we hired this gentleman who shall remain nameless <laughs> him and his team who was recommended by my girlfriend who has disposable cash yeah. so like she didn't care whatever he said to do she was like all right yeah she's like oh you love him he's amazing he's great and I was like all right and he was he was really cool until I started to see things mm. and I was like oh so we're just paying his mortgage which is fine, you know, but let's be, let's not rape us right. in the process right. of getting this done. And we're paying for his kids to go to school and everything else. And I was like, you know, none of my business, that's fine. But what should have been like maybe a $40,000 
was really like a hundred grand. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything so, was double, <clears throat> triple. When you found out um, the issues with the cast iron plumbing, did you guys have a meeting with your contractor to like yeah, reassess no, scope us, of work? Right. He did you have us. like multiple bids come in for the plumbers or no, did you whatever just use he said, his guy? We just, we just kept going back to him. Like he yeah. told, oh, hey, this happened. And we're like, okay, well, what do we do? Well, you need this. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, all right, fine. You know, we'll yeah. like, get it done. We're busy people. Right working like we're right. you know and we're also in the city and i live in new jersey so we don't have time to be like oh well we're gonna go look for ourselves yeah. and see it was just like okay whatever he came back and told us mm -hmm. we were just like okay yeah and just wrote the check so we also paid for things that say like there was wood there that are you know four by fours or stones or whatever we needed it sat in my driveway for weeks Ugh which we didn't really need anymore. Right. But what he was doing was reselling it to other clients. What? The material that you purchased? Yes. So unbeknownst to me, and I'm saying like, this is after like hindsight, just checking out, you know, paying attention now, knowing things. I was like, oh my God. So it was like, this is here. And he's selling it. He sold it to me knowing that he's already used what he needed. So whatever was left over that we paid for, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to take it back and give you a credit. Mm. It was like now he was just reselling to everybody else. I see. Gotcha. And yeah. so, you know, I think that's shady. You just yeah. don't do that. Like you give yeah. people back money where you can or you're mindful of people. At least for me, I'm super mindful of pe people's budgets. Right. Because... You know, everyone works hard. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that was your money sitting in the driveway that he just kind of yeah. blatantly allowed someone else to just grab and go. So, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that happened was uh, the framers came in and they knocked it out. They did their job or whatever. And say like it was maybe because it was a small bathroom. So maybe it was like two, three hours. Like they just came and made sure everything was done. But then they sat in my driveway like almost four hours and I was like um is this a lunch break like what is going on mm -hmm. and then I he was away on vacation but he's like I'm reachable he was in Vegas yeah. gambling my money apparently <laughs> and I was like hey um by the way your guys have been sitting in my driveway for a minute mm -hmm. and it's been they've probably wrapped up at 11 it is now like 2 30. is there any reason he's like no they should be working I was like no it's done so apparently they were sitting there all day to say that they worked all day. Oh, uh, like a day rate to get yeah. paid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So were you, were you comfortable and confident? Did you say something to them? Or did you just work through the contractor to have that communication with them? Yeah, well, they spoke my English, so I worked through Oh, them. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Something else that I don't do now. Like I, I make sure I'm bilingual, even if I have to get my girls in front of I need you to say this to them. I would say, I know a few developers that um, I've had this conversation with that are like, if we only spoke the language, we feel like we would, one, get things done a little bit faster, not have to deal with things getting installed incorrectly. I can't tell you how many times I have printed out a picture of something. I have walked through everything. I have given them notes. I have shown them i've drawn it on the floor and i still come back to things being installed incorrectly and it's like maybe if there wasn't the language barrier but sometimes i also just feel like 
people do what they want to do and they yeah. they know that you're leaving the job site. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like whatever. Well, and see, that's the other thing. I'm like, I shouldn't have to babysit you. Right. And that's what I found in some instances dealing with this individual. Mm. I feel, you know. But was he on the job site when his guys were there? No, he would come in in the morning mm. and then just leave. Or sometimes he wouldn't even come. He'll, he would not show up for some days because he had multiple jobs. That's the other thing. He had multiple jobs going on throughout town. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, can you swing by? Oh, all right. Like one day I came home and we don't smoke. Mm-hmm. But there was cigar smoke in my house. Oh, no, 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 completely no, flipped no, out. That's not okay. And so he came by. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He goes, my guy said he wasn't in your house. He was in your backyard. I said, I don't, I don't care where he was. We don't smoke on our property. Like yeah. I should not come home. And this is all throughout my house. And it was also like spring, summertime. This was mm-hmm. going on. So windows were open. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's crazy. No, there's another thing you told me that like you were working with a client and someone used the bathroom. Oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> it was a gut renovation that I was a part of. Yeah. Which then my client was like, "I wish I hired you first instead mm-hmm. of hiring the team that I did." Yeah. Because they didn't know and they were getting pissed with me for like having a, a to do list. So when we gutted the place, it was in a building, and I said, "Listen." You can use the bathroom that's down the hallway that the building uses. That's for all the maintenance people. Mm-hmm. Once these bathrooms get up and going, you're not allowed to. And I, I told the, the foreman of that group, I was like, so they can't use the bathroom. Yeah, no, they won't. So something was just like, really pay attention once the toilets and everything are delivered. So the bathrooms are coming together, the toilets delivered, and I see a seat up and I go, I turned to her, I was like, they're not allowed to use the bathroom. She's like, no, no, they know. And I said, they're using it. She goes, no, they're not. So I made sure, like, got my friend on the phone who spoke Spanish and the other one spoke Portuguese because I was like, I'm, I'm covering all grounds here. Yeah. Like, everybody needs to understand, do not use these bathrooms. And I'm not being nasty. I'm like, it's the client's home. Right. Like, I want her to christen it for like, <laughs> sure. like to do the thing. Pooping it first. Yeah. <laughs> so I noticed that you know, I walked through and once again, it happened. And so I was just like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Now I'm going to start charging you. Mm. I'm going to hit your pocket because now I'm pretty, now we all understand money, right? Because mm-hmm. now we all going to pay attention <laughs> and get this done. So she's like, no, no, no. Let me just speak to them once again. But I told the form, the foreman works for this company and I expressed to the owner, I was like, listen, I am not trying to be rude to your guys. There clearly is a bathroom on the premises for all maintenance people to use. That's where I want them to go. They are not allowed to make this their home. Mm-hmm. So I come in, my um, my client does a walkthrough without me and she texts me and she's like, I lit them up and she was, and so this woman works for a hospital. She runs a hospital. So when you say like, it has to be, I kept the term of it. Like it has to be like basically hospital clean. Uh-huh. She says she walked in and their stuff was floating. And, yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> Like, she was just like, that's when she just went off on them. Because yeah. she knew I I had already had the conversation. Because with my clients, I also send a weekly, like, list of what, what you know, what went on, what mm-hmm. happened, you know, what the situation was and how I cleared it up and how I, you know, rectified it for them. Yeah. But, yeah, she she lost her mind. And then we uh. actually did just start charging them. And then, you know, it, that calmed down. It was just, like, also going to the workspace where I was like, please... 
cover everything. Yeah. And I would walk in. I said, we just paid a lot of money for this. Yeah. And you have it exposed. And his tools are on there. And mm-hmm. his coffee cup. And the woman, once again, who was a foreman in charge, was like, well, no, no. Okay, well, we'll just clean it up. Ugh. I was like, yeah. no, you don't understand. Like, when people do renovations, it's brand new. Like, they want it to still smell and look new when yeah. they move in. They don't. Totally. Like, I should be coming into your coffee yeah. cup rings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I just... feel like countertops and bathtubs are always oh my God. the first things. And hardwood floors are always the first things if they're not protected. Yes. To just get, like, like people Trample. just... Yeah. I mean, I walked into um, a renovation, our client in Fort Lee. Um, they have these beautiful quartz countertops going. And the guys who were doing, like, all the finishing work just dumped their, like, super heavy equipment. Yeah! On the top of the countertop. I'm like, guys, they're not even here yet. Like, what are you doing? It was yeah. just, you know. And they're like, what? What? I'm like. Yeah. And the, But then they'll drag the bag. Yeah. so yeah. heavy. Then they're like, yeah. okay, sure. And they just drag the bag off the countertop. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And you become responsible for that as yeah. a designer. I mean, yeah. it's it's your job site. It's Sometimes if it's your team. It. Yeah. Yeah, of course. My but like, team is good. I have to say, Leo Zarell, I love him. He is good. <laughs> he is worth his weight in gold, people. If you are in the area. Hire him. Who is it? Leo who? Leo Zarell. It's the Zarell group. Zarell They're group. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I won't. You're in South West, Orange. South Orange, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. So he's, like, super amazing. But, yeah, I... Wait, let's back up. Why is he amazing? Let's tell everybody, like, he, what you love about him. I know people are like, oh, he's so expensive. I was like, you get what you pay for. Mm, yeah. He has a solid team that comes in, and they know what they're doing. And Lior communicates with you every day. Mm. Hey, this is what time we're going to be there. Like, he'll let you know the night before or whatever. Like, this is what's going on this week. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, if one of his guy calls out, he's just like, hey, they called out. So that work will not be done today. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I really apologize. Like, he, he's human and he's empathetic about it. But he also gets it done that... When it's the job is done, you're like, okay, I'm only going to use him. Mm-hmm. And if he's booked, I'm like, well, yeah, we that's have amazing. He's free. Yeah, if you <laughs> so, if you can if you're that good of a contractor and you have a wait list, like, yeah. like I just, won't, yeah, I won't. Like he is so amazing, and yeah. he works, you know, within Millburn, Short Hill, South Orange, mm-hmm. Maplewood, that area. But he did come out to a potential client that I had out in Somerset who. <laughs> Had a contractor, quote unquote contractor, who started with a kitchen renovation. Um, I had met the family a year earlier, and they were like, "Well, no, we we don't need a designer. We, we have a contractor." And I hate yeah. when people say that because know. people think they're saving money by not having a designer. And I feel like if you have a designer, the designer saves you money because you're only going to get so much from a contractor and he's going to just have you run up and down to Home Depot and Lowe's. He's not going to give you, he's not going to create a home. Yeah. So that was a question that I got when I had launched the announcement of the podcast. Like, Hey, we're doing a podcast. Send in your questions. Mm -hmm. I had a question from someone that said like, how do interior designers contribute to a renovation? How, and you're looking at me funny. But oh, my yes. God, because I hate that. How do we contribute? <laughs> well, I think <laughs> if you've never worked with a designer before, okay. you're thinking. Look, I'm like, oh. I know. You're all huffy puffy. <laughs> Relax, Gail. Um, <laughs> breathe. Um, 
I think that you are maybe a little confused as to what an interior designer's role is because I have often heard from potential clients that they have an architect and a contractor and it was suggested to them that they look into hiring a designer as well and they were like, well, we don't really know what else you would be doing or we don't really know what your roles and responsibilities are. Like that's a question that I get often is like, well, we have the architect who's going to tell us like where things are going to go and how things are going to look, but that's that's not what an architect is is doing right? right so but there's a misconception that that's what an architect will provide and they don't need the con they don't need the designer because the contractor is going to tell them where to go to buy things but the question then becomes like how does an interior designer play a role on that team and i'd love to ask you your thoughts since you got all huffy puffy <laughs> I know. Well, because, okay perfect example so i had a neighbor who was like, oh, I hired a contractor, we're doing, you know, a bathroom over, we're doing stuff in the basement. And so she walks me through to show me what he has suggested, and I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, well, what would you do? And, you know, neighbor, I was just bullet points, like maybe four bullet points of what would be done, what I would do, and how, and then it was like, oh, I see how it would flow better. Mm -hmm. So then... So do you become the project manager? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Control freak. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. So she was like, you know, both of us like, okay. And then she's like, well, let me, you know, hash out the numbers and I'll get back to you. You know, how much would you charge? And I was like, you know, being generous, this is how much I'll charge to do the floor plan for you and I'll help you buy materials. But then, you know, and you'll know where everything goes and then I'll just back away because I know you're on a limited budget. Mm -hmm. When I tell you how much, and I won't say how much, but it was mm -hmm. very, it wasn't over the top. It was super basic. In fact, you would probably punch me in my gut for it. <laughs> and so with my other designer friend. And the woman came back and she was like, well, no, I can't. You know, she saw us as we're walking our dogs. We pass each other. She goes, yeah, I can't afford you. I can't hire you. And I go, okay. And I said, just know that when you work with a contractor, it's very limited. Mm -hmm he's going to ask you what do you think and where you want things to go and that's right. the beauty of having a designer because we map it all out it's like this is what's going down we give you the blueprint so it can get done right and she was like yeah but he said i really don't need one lo and behold it starts and it becomes a disaster one because there's a language barrier because the guy is just hiring out whatever any day labor he can find mm. to get this, the job done and then two He's not really um, giving her direction. He's waiting for her oh. to tell him what to do. Okay. Which is how I would say projects end up taking so much longer because yeah. contractors are like, well, I need your tile selection and then I also need you to buy it and I also need it to be here before I can move forward to the next step of your reno. And then clients are like, well, I have to make a decision and he said he needs it now. Otherwise, we're delayed. So I just like, I just put it together. This is like, this is what I'm thinking. Well, that's funny to me because that stuff you should know ahead of time. For me, if I'm like, if you're doing a kitchen reno, any renovation you're doing, you know what you need ahead of time before. So I don't know why people always, <gasps> yeah. I need it now. And I'm yeah. like, well, when did it start? Well, he said he needs it right now. And I was like, but then that's your fault and his fault. Yeah. Like you should have had everything ready to go. So when he turns, I need this. It's right there. Yeah. I need, it's right there. Yeah. I need, it's Finished right selection there. is like, I feel like the most important 
thing in the renovation. If you know exactly what you're putting into your space and then you call the contractor to be like, hey, this is what I'm planning to do. These are all the materials I want to use. Then you get like, I feel like such a more accurate price on your renovation. Because it's like, and I talked about this in my last, um, uh, what was it, the little gut reno girl, like IGTV thing Mm -hmm. that I did, the time and materials contract. Like Mm -hmm. I've, and I'm sure you've seen contracts come over where the allowances are only for like, $2 $2 a square foot for the backsplash, a shower pan. Like, that was my first reno, was, yeah. was a shower pan budget in my in my um, shower in Jersey City. And I remember, like, we got – and I was I was dumb. And I we got oh, to the point where – I mean, that was my first reno, so I just did everything wrong. And so I remember getting to the point where I was expecting him to tile the shower. I was like, oh, this, these are the mosaics I picked for the right. shower floor. And he's like, no, 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 we're doing a pan. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I, a shower pan? Like, yeah. I'm not, no. You're like, like, I don't, this is my house. What are you talking about? He was like, yeah, that was in the contract. And I didn't, I just was so oblivious to like what uh, builder grade allowances are right. and how I, they put that into your estimate. And so now you're comparing estimates, but you don't understand that like the, really the estimate that? you're looking at doesn't include a proper allowance for the materials that you want. So this way, if you're picking everything first, you're at least coming to the table saying, like, I'm not doing a shower pan in my shower. Like, right. these are the things that I want. And you get, I feel like, a much more accurate explanation. Well, of, but you also, also just don't, you know, hold you get, up your project. No, it's true. But you also get people who that's all they know how to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're more advanced than they are, then it's all like, ooh, wow. I don't know if that can work. Yeah. I'm not sure. And I'm like, no, it can. Well, that's a good point. That's, like, a good way to vet a contractor's capabilities. Like if you're sending them something and they're like, oh, this was really complicated. I got to talk to the plumber about this and I'm not sure. Maybe you need a structural engineer versus the other ones that are like, yeah, no problem. We do these all day long. You know, you have to find people. I mean, I found that with, you know, doing renovations for people where they're like, oh, that can't be done or installing stuff. I had an install. I did a living room and the wallpaper I bought in the guy the wallpaper guy was like, oh, can you tell me how to install it? And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh. And then he was like, no, they don't know. I was like, um. Wait, that, I'm sorry. Back up. That? The wallpaper installer? Yeah. I was like, that's his oh, yeah, yeah, job. Like, yeah. And then he's like, well, I've never seen wallpaper like this. I'm not sure if it's going to stick up. So I was like, well, there are the It was something from Scala Madre. It was something beautiful when they were stark and old world weavers. But it was mm. just a simple one that he's, he's so used to. And I don't want other people under the bus. He's so used to <laughs> the same space. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but it's still like I would assume the backing is still the same. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, he put it up, and he all he kept saying was when he put, "This is amazing. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this." And I was like, "Was he so impressed with it?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like so uncomfortable. You know, I love he's that. Also, this this wallpaper guy who lives in the area who charges like this flat fee regardless of whatever you're you're doing so that gives him like a crazy amount of jobs Mm -hmm. but he he then tries to talk you into only buying tebow and i was Mm -hmm. like i don't know if you're getting a kickback or whatever but that's not what i do like this is what i love there's so many other wallpaper companies that i love and that i use Mm -hmm. right so it was just funny that he was just like oh my god and then when it was installed my client's like oh my god i love it he goes oh my god i love it can i take pictures and I was like, yeah. So it was just. You're like, please just act like you do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the reason why my client got him, because he wasn't my wallpaper guy, because she didn't want my wallpaper guy, because, mm-hmm. oh, it's too expensive. 
I was like, yeah, I don't hire like people that I have to worry about. I hire people like they know. Like yeah. that conversation would never happen with Jack, right? Yeah. And so with this guy, we, you know, she found him. And that was the other thing. Oh, I want to talk to people about that. Mm. She was like, go here and you'll find him. And I was like, you know, listening to her for this because I just wanted this job done. But it was interesting that he came in. Yeah. And when the wallpaper, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. When the <laughs> wallpaper was finally installed, like what was amazing for me, that's the other thing I learned. There's so much I learned with this project, with so many projects. He was then telling my client, well, now she's made this spot, spot look amazing. The rest of your house looks like crap. So then he was trying to get a job for him, but then he was like, well, you know, she should have thought about this other room and the colors. And I was like, it's a green and white room, like, you know, and it's. But that's a good point. I mean, that that is sometimes how renovations get bigger, right? Yeah. Because you focused all your time and energy on On like your, you know, your kitchen. And now all of a sudden your dining room, your living room, everything else that's open on top of it is just like, what? Yeah, Yeah. But that's. That's par for the course, right. but to make it seem like I've been, I was vindictive oh, yeah, that no. way, I was just like, no, dude, that's crazy. No, I, I'm going to get to do the rest of the right. house, like, you know, but this is... <laughs> In and, time. Yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing. People also, oh, just, just make me crazy, people are just not really, they have champagne taste mm-hmm. on, like, you know, welfare money, yeah. I'm like, please. Fear budgets. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, you can't. Yeah. You can't well, I mean, it. I think that, like, that's why, and we're going to have to tackle this in another episode, yeah. is the <laughs> way interior designers charge for renos and how um, people can plan for that. Because I think anytime I get a budget from a client that's asking about a renovation, I know that it doesn't include my fee. It just, it's very clear. Which people always think it does. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Which, again, if you haven't worked with a designer before, I think you're very unaware of what things cost, and that's totally fine. But there definitely needs to be conversations around, like, what we charge and how we charge and how you should at least budget some of that. Is it a percentage of the budget, or is it just like, hey, we want you for one or two rooms? Or maybe there are some designers that do hourly consults, or they only go, they only bill hourly. I mean, I bill very differently. I bill a flat fee for every project. I know you, how do you charge? I'm hourly. Yeah. So I want to get that flat fee thing down, <laughs> but I just want to make sure I'm not, yeah. you know, working 10 cents. But at, like I, I have some clients that are hourly only and they bought like a 10 hour retainer mm-hmm. and they are only working with me for certain areas where they feel like they need the most advice. So they'll call right. me in for like, I have a wonderful client mm-hmm. in Rutherford who is, um, she's purchased two 10 hour retainers and nice. she has me like walk the job and give her ideas for the master bathroom. She right. asked me for my ideas for the, um, the foyer light. Right. So it's like certain sections where she feels like really comfortable mm-hmm. doing things on her own, but others where she's like, I just need to call Jackie. And she knows that she has that like open retainer where she right. can do that, that's but not cool. everybody charges that way. So that's going to be another episode okay. for a different day. Lastly, last question is our reno reality check. I want to know. For all my gut reno girls out there, your one like major wake up call or realization after going through your renovation, like what do you wish that you knew before getting into renos that you know now that you want to spread into the world? <laughs> I really, I have to say first and foremost, you have to be realistic with your budget. Hmm. You have to Good really one. understand that you may want. Um, the Ritz Carlton, but you can only afford the Marriott. <laughs> I love that analogy. 
<laughs> Sometimes Marriott can be really nice, though. I know, but you have to, you have to be realistic. Then. You mean like the Category 1 Marriott? Yes, yes, yes. Before the renovation Marriott. <laughs> Before when it was like, oh, say at the Marriott. Yeah, totally awesome. You know, people just, I cannot stress that enough. How it's, would you recommend someone try to figure out what would be an appropriate budget for their reno? I think you need to go through everything that you want. Mm. Like, you know, if you want the wolf stove, you have to know how much it costs. It's not LG money. Go price all right. that stuff yeah, out first. Yeah, you, you have to price it out. Make a list. It's like you make a grocery list. You make a, you know, a wish list of everything you want and price it all out. And then you look at it and go, okay, what can I take out to make sure that this is what I can actually afford? Yeah. You know, we're getting ready to do a kitchen renovation this year. I just found out last night. Yay! Jesus. Yay! Um, so, <laughs> and I'm going to Canvas next week. So nice. I'm really going to be all over my numbers. <laughs> um, and there's, listen, I want Gaggin out. I want Wolf. Ooh, I want, you, you know, I want it all. But yeah. you also have to think about when that stuff breaks down, too, how much it costs. Yeah, because that's, that's the really other thing people point. don't tell you. Mm -hmm. Oh, it broke down. They're like, yeah, I just had to pay $700. I was like, yep, that's yeah. what that costs. Yeah. Because it's not here right you know and they have to call some a specialist in and even though it takes them seconds to do it just like a designer it only takes us a few hours to do something where or a couple of minutes to do it and we're going to charge you that's the same thing there yeah. so yeah budget is key yeah go through exactly what you want like do not skim do your wish list even custom stuff and then just dial it back and be like, okay, and make sure not only that you hit that number, that you also come in under that number. Because once again, once the walls open up, you're going right. to find a lot Need more a contingency. stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Yay. Well, thank you, Gail. It's thank always you. fun talking to you. I think I we need it. to do a podcast together going forward. Done. This is like, <laughs> this, is, this is podcast episode number one, but let's just do a whole new podcast. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Where can we find you on Oh, on Instagram, just follow me on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. It's Gail Davis Designs, LLC, and it's G-A-I-L. Um, and on Instagram, it's also Gail Davis Designs. It is. So, yeah. It is, in fact, yeah, the same I was like, name. Where am I? I'm just trying to keep it simple. <laughs> it's awesome. Trying to keep it simple, people. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in.